Hi, this is Dan Loria from Sullivan and Son, and this is On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome and thank you for stopping by for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode... 324 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we got a great guest coming your way, Dan Loria. Remember him, Jack Arnold from The Wonder Years, and now he's on Sullivan and Son. Dan Loria is going to be joining us this week. He's got a lot to talk about, and we've got a whole lot of information coming to you for great movies coming your way and remakes and sequels and TV stuff and a whole bunch more. Let's get right into it. It's time now for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, the remake of Tarzan that we talked about before is going in a different direction than the traditional Tarzan. Tarzan will be all grown up. They're not going to go tell you the story about Tarzan. He's going to be all grown up and no longer in the jungle, and he's going to go back to the Congo as an emissary, a trade emissary, for the parliament. So that's a little different way to go about it, but it's still Tarzan. And the new remake of The Mummy that we've spoken about before, the classic Universal character, you know, remember that one? It's going to lead the way on April 22nd, 2016 for all the other Universal monsters, including Dracula and Frankenstein. And there's word that they could make a movie sort of like the Avengers type thing where all these characters are together. So uh, it could be interesting. And a big screen version remake of the TV show Columbo is in the works. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Child 44 is a thriller about a police officer in Russia during the Stalin years investigating a missing child case. And it's going to be starring Tom Hardy along with Gary Oldman. You can look for that on April 17th, 2015 for the release. And you can look for Ryan Reynolds to star in Selfless. It's a sci-fi film coming our way also on April 17th, 2015. And an exorcism movie called The Vatican Tapes will arrive in theaters on February 27th, 2015. And you can look for Michael Penna to star in it. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels down at Sequel City right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Sequel City, the third installment of the Planet of the Apes, has been given a release date of July 29, 2016, even though the second version is out right now and doing booming business. And Paul Blart's Mall Cop 2 will hit theaters on April 17, 2015. And you can look for Sherlock Holmes 3 with Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, possibly reprising their roles that film is currently in development, they're telling us. That's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like Pee-wee's Playhouse, the complete series, will make its way onto Blu-ray in an eight-disc set on October 21st. And news about Batman, the 60s TV show, now has a release date officially. November 11th, 2014 is the date for Batman, the complete television series. And the Game of Thrones, the complete fourth season, lands on Blu-ray and DVD on February 17th, 2015. That is it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen to be on, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD on October 7th. Look for Doc Holliday's Revenge to arrive on DVD and digital release. The Western stars Eric Roberts, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, and Tom Berenger. Also on October 7th, Disney's The Million Dollar Arm hits stores and stars John Hamm. And Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron lands on DVD and Blu-ray on September 23rd. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is... TV Times. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, we got a lot of things coming your way on 2015. You can look for Tut on Spike TV. Tut will follow the life of the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun, and Ben Kingsley will star in the six hour series as the top advisor to King Tut, the boy king. And Disney's Haunted Mansion is celebrating its 45th anniversary by making an animated special based on the popular ride. And on the next season, which will be the final season of Two and a Half Men, Walden proposes marriage to Alan. That is it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Celebrity and Listener Birthdays coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Celebrity birthday wishes goes out to Carlos Santana on July 20th. He's going to be 66. And on July 21st, Robin Williams, Mork, 62. And John Lovitz will be 56. July 22nd, Selena Gomez is 21. Danny Glover, 67. Alex Trebek of Jeopardy, 73. And Louise Fletcher, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, is 79. And on July 23rd, Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter is 24. Woody Harrelson is 52. On July 24th, look for Jennifer Lopez. She turns 44. And Ruth Buzzy, former guest here at On Screen to Beyond, turns 77. July 25th, Matt LeBlanc, 46. And July 26th, Sandra Bullock turns 49. And Mick Jagger, 70. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Now for 
listener birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. On, let's see here, July 20th, Betty from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, turns 37. And yours truly, from On Screen and Beyond, is having a birthday. And on July 22nd, Kevin in Ottawa, Canada, turns 52. And on July 24th, Andrea in Hilo, Hawaii, turns 23. That's it for Celebrity Listener Birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. Want to wish you all a very happy birthday. And now it is time to have our little talk with Dan Loria from The Wonder Years. And now he's on Sullivan and Son. He's up next right here. Dan Loria on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor who has appeared on many TV shows, including Cagney and Lacey, Amazing Grace, Party of Five, Jag, Ed, and of course as Jack Arnold on The Wonder Years. He now can be seen on Sullivan and Son as Jack Sullivan. It's Dan Loria. Dan, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Oh, thanks for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Dan, I am so happy to get you on the show. Sullivan and Son is such a riot. I was talking with Steve not too long ago, and uh, it, it, yeah. it just cracks me up. Well, it's it's a great blend of four old-timers, you know, me, Christine Ebersol, Jody Long, and Brian Doyle Murray, and the greatest young people I've ever worked, Steve, Owen Benjamin, Ahmed Ahmed, Roy Woods, Valerie, and Vivian, they're they're just wonderful. It's a great combination of old and young, you know. Yeah. How did you get involved with the show? Well, uh, as you know, our co-producers are Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley. Mm. And Vince Vaughn saw me in uh, Lombardi on Broadway. Uh huh. And the next thing I know, I got a call, actually asking me to play the old bigot at the bar, and. My uh, agents were furious when I said, no, I don't want to do that. And they said, why? I said, because I'm still a dad from the Wonder Years. And those, they're funny lines, but they're not going to be funny if I say them. And Vince heard that, and he said, you know, I really respected that. And then he offered me even more money and said, how would you like to play Sullivan? And Sullivan and Son, you can be the only sane one in the asylum. (laughs) And I said, said, well, if you can buy me as an Irishman, I'm in. And then, of course, Peter Billingsley said, how would you like to be in a Broadway musical? And I I cannot, Brian, I cannot sing a note. I don't even sound good in the shower. I laugh for 15 minutes. And he said, no, you don't have to sing. You're going to be the narrator in a Christmas story. You're going to be Gene Shepard. And I said, I'm in. So that's how I got into a Christmas story. So it's all, you know, personal context. So you got onto a TV show and a Broadway play? Through one from connection? Doing, yeah, from doing uh, Lombardi on Broadway, which I got by helping a young director who nobody would help, who ended up, uh, Tommy Cal, I think the best director on Broadway, and I helped him get a little musical off the ground, which ended up moving to Broadway and winning Best Play in the Heights. Well, when they hired him to direct Lombardi, he called me in. It's all personal contact, Brian. Mm, yeah, jeez. Yeah. So, so if you're old enough, sooner or later something comes back around. Right. <laughs> now, is uh, of course, you've been on TV for a long, long time, but uh, was Forever. TV 
the start of your career, or was uh, actually uh, you know acting on stage? No, I'm, I'm a theater rat. I've never Charles Durning and Jack Klugman were my mentors. Wow! And uh, Charlie, I met Charlie 1978. He said if I ever went a year without doing a play, he'd never speak to me again. And I've never gone a year without doing a play. Hmm. Jeez. So, yeah. Any- matter of fact, my agents are ready to kill me now because after three years on Broadway. I'm leaving August 25th for the New Jersey rep, 80 seats in Long Branch, New Jersey, to work on a new play. Wow. Is there any favorite one that you've, that you've done in on plays? Well, I only do new plays. The last line of my bio is, Dan doesn't do plays by old dead white guys. <laughs> so, uh, matter of fact, the only revival I did in 20 years, Jack Klugman made me do The Price, and I would only do it if he would do two new plays one of which he, uh, value of names he did with me. So I really enjoyed, you know, you're, you're on stage with somebody like Jack Klugman, mm. you know, that's, and then I did another new play with Charles Durning called Men in Suits. So those are right up there, but a lot of good plays, but Lombardi, um, to bring a new play to Broadway packed houses every night and work with Judith Light, who I recommended for the role. Cause we're old friends. We went back to the, uh, uh, one life to live days when I was her pimp. So I was Gus the killer pimp. And that's how Judith got in that in Lombardi. And she got nominated for Tony and then won a Tony in the next two years. So see, it's all personal contact. Right? Yeah. I never realized that you were on the soaps. Oh yeah. Gus the killer pimp. I was a two year bad guy. That's hard on the soap. <laughs> I was, I was hired for four days. Two years later, I was still doing. It. Wow. Huh? Now, 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 Great job when you're doing plays where you don't get paid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, acting on a soap like that, uh, do you find that more difficult than being on stage or being on a regular TV show? Uh, soap opera is, is, is very hard because it, it's terrible dialogue. The, the writers are just put under such precious pressure to pump this stuff out. And if you can make that work, you can make anything work. So people who boo-hoo soap operas, I don't think they know what they're talking about, especially young actors. Oh, I don't want to do a soap. Hey, where are you going to learn how to work? I never worked with people rolling cameras and microphones around. That was it was a great – I loved my two years on the soap. Plus, I made great friends like Judith White. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. But, but just remembering so many lines, I just can't even fathom that. <laughs> Well, it's it's a little harder on a soap because the lines it's not well written, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least you get to do the scene all the way through without stopping. Nowadays, with single camera, you know, you shoot four lines. Let's move the camera. You shoot four lines. Let's, and you have no idea what's going to end up. At least the soap had said it while you're doing it. You know, they don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was actually a great experience. I never knock soap operas. Yeah. Now, if but. Personally, I'd just rather be on stage. Well, I was just going to ask you that. If you had a, a, a preference of movies, TV, or stage, what would be your choice? There, there's no, nothing comes close to being on stage. Hmm. Yeah, especially if you're with people like Charles. Like I did the, the play The Guys. I toured with Wendy Malick, who, you know, everybody knows is this great comedian. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she is one of the finest dramatic actresses I've ever worked with. And we did this very heavy play. Uh, the guys, you know, about a 
fire captain who lost six men on 9-11. And he's got to write the eulogies for, for him. And through a friend of a friend, he's put with this woman journalist who helps him write the eulogies for three of the six. It's a very powerful play. We do it every you know, September 11th. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Wendy and I toured, we went colleges, we, we did theaters to help save the theaters and money go to the fire departments. And, wow. you know, I wouldn't trade that experience for even Judas said, man, Wendy Malik is 10 times better actress than I've ever known from seeing her on doing the, you know, the sticky comedy on television. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, who's a great dramatic actor and he doesn't know it. And I'm not saying this because I love the guy, but Steve Byrne. Really? He has no idea how good he is. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Since he's, you know, on a comedy. <laughs> well, he's on a comedy. He makes his living doing stand-up. Right, yeah. Um, but he has moments sometime where I... Even Wendy came to one of the tapings and she said, this guy's better than he knows. Hmm. I said, yeah. I just got to get his ass on stage. <laughs> Uh, Lombardi, mm. that play, I, I can picture you doing that. I mean, you, you have that, that coach look. <laughs> well, yeah, I played a lot of coaches. I, was, I went to college on a football scholarship. I look a little bit like Lombardi. I had the best director on Broadway, Tommy Kale, and I had Judas Light. So mm. it would have been hard to bomb in that one. <laughs> and I had four young guys who, uh, God, that Keith Nobbs who just got a series – uh, Chris Sullivan just got a series. Bill Dawes is working all the time. Robbie Robinson's been working. We just had a great chemistry, you know. Yeah. Well, so, we were supposed to run ten weeks. We ran ten months. Wow. Jeez. And speaking of chemistry, though, Sullivan and Sons, the chemistry of the whole cast seems just so great. Uh, you know why we're having so much fun? That's that. That's what it is. We do it in front of a live audience. We and and, and the takes when we. After we shoot a take, we uh, Steve and them all respond to the audience, tell jokes, they do routines. It, it's just a, I never had more fun doing a project. I told Rob Long, our, our co-creator with Steve and head writer, I said, you know, I, I feel like I'm robbing the bank here. I get paid all this money, and all I'm doing is cracking up all the time. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, you think I'm kidding? I, I feel like I fell asleep under the slot machine. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I make great money. It pays for my theater habit. And I'm, I've never had more fun in my life. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Now, what you don't know what it's like to be on a show where the lead is a real pain in the ass. <laughs> where you got a lot of prima donna. I mean, that's hell. The, the amount of money... I, don't, I, I can give you some examples of some friends of mine, but what they had to put up with some lead actors, they deserved all every Emmy there is. Really? But with this, Steve, just we just have fun, you know? And our writers work real hard. I, I, I've never been pleased with a script on the first day of reading it, but we've never shot a script that I didn't think was pretty good because they just keep working that thing like a kneading bread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, until it works. Now, do you have like a practice session before, or do you just learn your lines and then you go on stage and on you know on set and do it? Oh no, no, we we it, it's this. See, that's what's great about a, a live show. The schedule is always the same. On Wednesday, we go in around eleven o'clock. 
we read the new script. Usually, you know, everybody laughs like we're supposed to, but it's always overwritten. And a lot of times we just go right home because the writer's got to go and, if nothing else, shorten this thing. And a lot of times host storylines don't work. You know, maybe the A story works, but the B doesn't, or whatever. Now, Thursday we go in at 9, we'll rehearse till 3, and then we'll do what we rehearse with script in hand for our writers. And then they stay up all Thursday night, and they rewrite. And then Friday we come in, and it's a lot of changes. We rehearse all day, and then we re go through it from beginning to the end with all the writers and the network. And then over the weekend, the writers usually, they're up 48 hours. They just work. And Sunday night, we get a script that's pretty close to what we're going to shoot. And Monday, we come in and we work with the cameras. And then Tuesday at 3 o'clock, uh, we come in at uh, around 10 or 11. We rehearse. Then we do it for an audience at 3 o'clock. The audience leaves. We go to lunch. Two hours later, around 5.30, we get another script. They even do another rewrite. So we have very little time to really work on it wow. as actors. But we go up there. We do it. And the evening show, we stop and go. You know, we, we make sure everything is right. Every, every once in a while, a writer says, oh, I got a funny line. And they'll come out and say, we're going to shoot it again, but this time say this. And then they go by the audience response. You know? wow. yeah. now, is and it... that's pretty much every week. That's the way it is. Yeah. And then every third week, they give us a week off because the writers are dead. <laughs> that's what I'm doing with the actors. It's the writers. <laughs> I said, man, I fell into the wishing well here. Right, yeah. Years ago, I went to a taping of Murphy Brown, and they oh, did yeah. they Candace. did three, they, they do each scene three times. Is that the way they do it still? Uh, pretty much. I mean, that's the first time at 3 o'clock, we go through, straight through, it's more like a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. But that 6 o'clock one, we'll do it once. We definitely do it twice, whether it worked or not. Then we kind of do a third time, but we stop and go. We might say, just do these three lines, but on this take, say this instead of what you said on the first two. So three times is pretty much the norm for almost every line said. Hmm. Now, was this similar to the way you did it when you were on The Wonder Years? No, Wonder Years, single camera. Oh, that was a single camera. That's like shooting a little movie. Hmm. And every time you see me and Allie, the mother... Yep. Uh, the kids are in school. We're talking to exes on the chair. Ah, okay. <laughs> now, I, believe me, I love the Wonder Years, and the people were great. But that was a little bit closer to work. This is what I'm doing now. I'm just robbing the bank. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, on the set of Sullivan and Son, who would you consider the biggest joker? 
Oh, that's hard with four stand-up. Man, you get right. Yeah. <laughs> one that's hard with four of them. You know, I, you you could walk in tears, for, just pouring from you, saying, my dog just died. And you're going to get 20 minutes of dead dog jokes until you're laughing. <laughs> you can't say anything on set without it being a punchline for these comics. Yeah. So I, I don't want to pick who the biggest they're all jokers really oh boy that must that must make it hard really <laughs> to keep from laughing yeah and it's infectious and uh you know i've been in business a long time i got a feeling uh, we might be around a little while people a little worried because our first week wasn't as high as where we ended last week but that has nothing to do with it they spent no money on promotion so to get that kind of rating without spending a dime i think the producers are thinking this is pretty good yeah 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 and i i think they're going to start using our show if we come back next year and i think we will i think they're going to use our show as the opening show for another new show so we're like the building block Mm -hmm. i saw it happen with the wonder years yeah they built doogie hauser on our backs right yes that's right have you cbs is smart they're going to do that yeah yeah have you always wanted to be an actor when you were young? Uh, I went to college because I wanted to be a football coach. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, I was—I always liked old movies. I had an aunt that lived with me, and we always watched old movies. But I was telling a joke before football practice. It was actually spring uh, practice. And uh, this old lady tapped me on the sh- my shoulder pads with a cane and said, Would you like to be in a play? And I said, I always wanted to do that. And she said, I know. And I said, how would you know that? And she said, because I'm the greatest acting teacher in the world. And it was Constance Welsh who, she's the woman who started the Yale Dramat. Ah, okay. So she needed a big, ugly guy to play Caliban in The Tempest. Hmm. And that was it. After I did that, I said, this beat's working. (laughs) And you didn't stop that since, they haven't stopped since, right? Well, I, I went into Marine Corps for three years, and uh, I figured Nam didn't kill me. The theater wouldn't. And then I came out, and I went to UConn for um, an MFA in playwriting. And then I went into the city. So I got started a little late, late 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, the cast on Sullivan and Son, was there anybody that you'd work with that you had worked with in the past? Um, not actually as far as doing a play. But I did readings with Christine Ebersol in New York. So I knew Christine. Uh, I knew Brian Doyle Murray. I'd met him a number of times, but we had worked together. And, of course, I was a big fan of Jody Long's, but I had never met her. But I knew the other three old-timers. I didn't know any of the young people. With the Wonder Years, of course, it was on for years. I mean, it just went on and on. Yeah, we did 130 shows. 130 shows. That's that's that's. Yeah, amazing. and we weren't. And you know, if you watch that biography, that's bullshit about you know why we were canceled because the ratings were slipping. It's so easy to check. Our last year, we were 27 out of 166 shows. Really? We were. Yeah, we were canceled because of an asshole. He bought New World and sold everything off except the Wonder Years and was trying to rob ABC. And Bob Iger, who was our real champion, was promoted from the head of ABC to, you know, president of Cap Cities. But Bob told me that even if he stayed, he didn't think he could save our show because this guy was such a, he was just trying to rob the network. 
So we were devastated when we were kids. We wanted to do one more year or so to show it in when it was supposed to with Fred graduating high school. Uh, so, so you don't want to be... That's why that's that long narration at the end, because we didn't know that was going to be our last show. Bob oh, Rusher, yeah. Who was real star of the one of the years. Bob Rush, uh, uh he had a just capsulize it in that last parade, you know. Mm-hmm. It was never meant to be a two-parter. Yeah. We literally found out 10 days before the last show was over that we were going to... That was it. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's too bad because I, I really enjoyed that show. That was, and of course, a lot of people did, obviously. Yeah, well, you know, before you print it, check check out our last year. What at the in back then in March they would give you the ratings for the whole season. We were twenty seven out of one hundred and sixty six shows. I don't know any show that was ranked twenty seven that was canceled. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how some of the some shows that are always you know doing good in the ratings, and all of a sudden they'll cancel them and. You know, generally, it's, if it's a show I like, they cancel it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I told Steve that. I said, I'm not worried about the ratings. Hmm. You know, yeah. uh, if the people, the, if uh, the Michael Wright, who's at a TBS, uh, he's a big fan of ours. If he's, he's a smart guy, too. He's old school. If we do well, not even great, just well, we're going to be back. Now, if Michael Wright leaves or there's a changeover, who knows what could happen? Yeah. You could have the best ratings in the world. It wouldn't make any difference. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember back when, what was this? I can't even remember what shows. Around Guns, Gunsmoke was kept because some other show was coming on. And I, you, yeah. know, you hear that all the time, you know, about shows being canceled because the new guy coming in wants to keep this show on. But, uh, right. you know. Yeah, so you never know what's going to happen, I guess. No, Jack Klugman told me that The Odd Couple was canceled every year they were on. Really? But Yeah, but their pilots did so bad in testing, and their show was so cheap to do, that they said, let's bring them back. Huh. And Jack would tell you, even though he, uh, it's in his book, me and Tony, mm-hmm. or Tony and I, I think. Um, yeah, Tony Randall was the only one saying, they don't know what they got here. This is going to be... This is going to be huge in syndication, yeah. and sure enough, it's still on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, Dan, um, I want to finish up with uh, two final questions, mm-hmm. and this takes us away from your acting and your, you know, everything else that you, you've done. When you relax and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Uh, did Steve put you up to this? Yeah. No, this is something I ask every actor, every person I have on the show. So <laughs> it's oh, usually well, the toughest one. <laughs> no, no, not, not for me. I, I, first of all, I don't watch television. I never watch myself. I, I have over 5,000 old films. Really? Fact, the reason why I'm calling you late tonight is every Thursday night, young people come over here and I show them old movies where they don't cut. Mm-hmm. You know, so they could actually see people act and listen. You know, you watch Double Indemnity or things like that. So if you ask me what my, I, I don't know how you pick one film, but if I had to, it would be It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, yeah, classic. And my favorite television series, and I have many kinescopes, even ones you can't purchase of the old Playhouse 90. Ah, yeah. And the show or the form, not the show, but the format that you're going to see come back within the next five years is anthology shows. 
go to your li- go to the library and watch an old Dick Powell present it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dick Powell walked out and said, "Hi, tonight." Uh, matter of fact, I think you saw it. The one I showed them last week. He walks out and goes. Uh, every once in a while in Hollywood, somebody takes the town by storm. Last year, it was my good friend Peter Falk, and he showed the price of tomatoes. And then at the end, he walks out and says. You know, next time tune in when you'll see Loretta Young play so and so. Well, you're going to see George Clooney walk out and say hi tonight. My friend Sean Penn's going to be playing a clown. And 90 minutes later, he's going to walk out and say, "Tune in next time when my friend Julia Roberts is playing a nun." And then they're going to release him overseas. Is they're going to shoot 15 minutes of extra footage, put it in, and release it overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe it, it's already happening. Beyond the candelabra. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hatfields and McCoys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Harrelson and McConaughey doing True Detectives. Right, it's yes. It's all really anthology shows. It's unrelated to anything before or after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know why the stars are going to... It's always the actor who does it. You know why they're going to do it? They're tired of all this mass editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Longest take in Argo is 22 seconds. Wow. I never didn't realize that. <laughs> yep. You know, like like they say, you know, everything comes back around, and uh, I'm sure, you know, someday variety shows will be back. And yeah, all this technology, it's swinging to the point where it's just unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Cut, 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 cut. The music industry, you know, people. You're old enough to read the people we like would never get a music contract. Aretha Franklin wouldn't get a contract today. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Very true. And who could turn out a room better than her? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Well, Dan, I, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, I, I've enjoyed your work over the years. And I hope we can keep watching you on Sullivan Sons on oh, yeah. Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock on TBS. And uh, I thank you very much for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me, Brian. I'm sorry I called you so late. <laughs> Great big thank you to Dan Loria for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, someday I'll tell you the story about <laughs> our connection and how everything you know came to be. It's it's a it's a actually a quite funny story, and uh, it's, a, it's that's all I'm going to say right now. But someday I'll uh, come out with some stories and everything, and we'll we'll get to that. But anyways, I want to thank Dan so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you get a chance, you know, Wonder Years is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray very shortly. So be sure to get that. See his work in that show. Great show. And if you want to see him now, you can watch him on Sullivan and Son. He is Sullivan on the show. So be sure to check that out on TBS Tuesdays at 10 p.m. It's a funny show. And he also was just this week, on Hot in Cleveland. So he's a busy guy, and we appreciate that he took the time to talk to us. Well, a lot of things going on. Be sure to like us on Facebook if you are, you know, uh, out there on iTunes. We appreciate all the people that download us every day and every week and everything. And it's like I was saying last week, it's been amazing, the amount of people. It's just jumped. It's skyrocketed. Uh, The guests we've been having. Uh, evidently people are very excited about watching it. They're passing the word on. We thank you very much for that. If you're on iTunes, be sure to leave a, a review or a message or you know what you think of the show. We appreciate it very much if you do that. It'll help us get up in the rankings, have more people 
know about us, uh, even though you know we do have <laughs> quite a listenership all over the world. And uh, if you are out there, tell a friend because uh, we have over 325. We have. 324 shows, but we have more than 325 guests who have been here at On Screen and Beyond because we had doubles a couple of times. And they're all there. You can hear them all. Fascinating guests. Be sure to let them know about it so they can uh, hear them. I'm sure their favorite people are on there. So check it out. OnScreenAndBeyond.com. Go there. Check us all out or go on iTunes and look at all of our past guests. But uh, there's a lot of other things you can look at at OnScreenAndBeyond.com. We... Enjoy that you uh, take the time to email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com because we love hearing from you and suggestions. If you have any, send it to me, who you would like to hear on the show. We'll try to get that person on. And that's about it. That is a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zumrak. Take care. (laughs) 